0: and welcome to happy single mums a podcast surrounding real single mummy life so here's your host me khalifa hey guys welcome to the happy single mums podcast i'm your host khalifa and today we have a wonderful lady her name is casey bass she is a fashion model she's an actress, she's a singer, a writer and most importantly a ninja warrior. She's also (laughs) a stunt actor. I have never met or spoken to a female stunt actor in my life, (laughs) <laughs> and on top of that she is freaking beautiful guys I cannot believe oh, it. like her face thanks. is stunning so please tell <laughs> us a bit about your single mummy journey because you've got five kids and I've got one child and I'm pulling up my extensions with one so I don't know how you're doing it with five and you're a single mummy and with all the acting and the singing and the writing how how do you juggle all these balls and still look this gorgeous well, well, you're so kind.
1: Thank you. I'll I'll tell you a little bit about our story, um, and then I think the rest of it kind of makes more sense. Maybe um, I married my high school sweetheart, oh. and um, it unfortunately just didn't work out, as it very frequently doesn't. And as probably people around me were telling me <laughs> as I was marrying my high school sweetheart, but a lovely man, and we had a great family together. Um, and after our divorce, I found myself at that point. We had three kids, and I would had cancer, so we had done in vitro fertilization. And so we had frozen embryos that were left, and I had to make this impossible decision about what to do with frozen embryos after marriage has ended. And I never thought that would happen, never. And I had no idea what to do. And legally, he had signed them over to me just when we were filling out the paperwork at the clinic. And you're not thinking, oh, we're doing IVF. Let's figure out what happens if we get divorced. You're not thinking that. You're thinking, let's have a family, you know. Um, but we did that. And in hindsight, I don't even know why, but we did, so legally it was set up for me to get the embryos after the divorce. So here I am, a single mom of three kids, four, three, and one, still breastfeeding, and in this impossible situation, and had fought so hard for this family, adopted my oldest, did IVF to be able to have the rest of the family, and... um, It just hit me. I can't destroy them. I can't give them to science. I mean, I understand those are complicated choices and I don't judge anyone for making different ones than the ones I made. I it's just absolutely brutal to have to make those choices. But for me, I was in a position where I actually could, I had a stable job. I had family around me and I was blessed by that circumstance to have that as a choice. And so what I decided to do was to transfer them on my own and go ahead with the family. And that's what I did. And so I transferred two frozen embryos and got pregnant with twins. And um, it was amazing. And so totally, totally unexpected to be able to use the remaining embryos to create this family that I'd always dreamed of, even though my partner wasn't there in the same way. And he was lovely about it. He told me, you know, that's why I signed them over to you, both in the divorce and in the clinic, because it's your body and I wanted it to be your choice about how to handle this and I support your decision. And that was shocking because, you know, divorce is horrible. horrible. (laughs) And you don't know how things like that will shake out. And he's been a lovely father to all of the kids. and They're his, you know, he's been a lovely father to all of them. And um, so I had the frozen embryos, as twins, they were born, they just turned three in April. Um, so my initial journey into being a single mom was being pregnant alone and um, carrying twins on my own with three kids that, you know, at that point were uh, five, four and two and taking care of them on my own. And it was, I was terrified and <laughs> in some moments thinking, well, would I have enough way more than I can chew? But I knew age wise, it was kind of, you do it or you don't. And so that was the choice that I made and I, it it was, just incredible. I it, I can't tell you all the different things that happened, songs that would come on that I would think, okay, this is the right choice. And there's moments I thought, okay, I don't know how this is going to go, but I think this is right for us. And now I have these these boy girl twins that are perfectly healthy and they have dimples on opposite cheeks and are just the most adorable toddlers in the world or potty training, which is quite the adventure um, to have twins that are potty training. But it's it's been absolutely amazing. So that was my entrance into being a single mom. And then after that, I thought, okay, so I've kind of been blessed to successfully carry this family into a healthy place, including the embryos. What do I do now? And then I realized, you know, there's moments where I thought, oh no, this is not how this was supposed to go. And I just thought, you know, oh no, I'm divorced. What do I do? Mm -hmm. And then I realized whatever I want, literally whatever I want, I get to design this whole family. I get to design this whole world. I get to design everything about my life, and I'm in the driver's seat of that. And so it was just such an amazing journey from that point on. And the kids were with me every step of the way. So I applied for American Ninja Warrior um, December of last year and was totally shocked to be accepted to it because I was new in ninja. I'd only done a few competitions. I'd always been an athlete, but then I, you know, I had. I gave birth to four biological children, including twins. And that takes a toll on you physically. Um, And so I I boxed first and then I got back into Ninja Gems and then I applied and then I got on the show and it was such an amazing experience. And meanwhile, I'm an adrenaline junkie. And so I was skydiving and indoor skydiving and getting into circus aerials. And basically, if it involves heights and strength in some kind of way, I was in. And then I started modeling again. And like all of these things kind of happened in succession over the last year, And then um, I'm now in this just incredibly blessed position to have been part of amazing projects. I'm the lead in an upcoming musical that's a feature film and I'm gonna be doing Circus Aerials in that film. And it's like, it's a sing and act and do aerials. And I'm just so blessed by that. And actually this week uh, we're filming more for um, a superhero movie and Virago, the Marvel character Virago, who's a a gladiator princess type of character. What the heck, that is amazing. I've been training judo and doing things like that to get prepared for that role. And so, yeah, I mean, it's just, and so my kids do all the things I do. So they've trained in circus aerials, you know, the kid version of it. They do indoor skydiving. My twins, my, especially the female twins, she just kills it in the wind tunnel. It's unbelievable. So everything I do, I see them doing tenfold at some point in the near future. And that's what I'm so excited about so that's kind of a general snapshot. <laughs> right.
0: How and where did you get the strength from because I can see that you're speaking from a place whereby you're at the other side but being a mom having having the toddlers and then saying Do you know what I'm gonna go at this again because I can't destroy destroy the embryos and I want to be a mum again and I want to see the want because you didn't know there were twins did you or you just
1: Yeah. No, I transferred two before and just gotten one. So yeah, the chances were low. Wow. So yeah, how, like, where did you get your strength from? Um, I, I didn't know. I, I didn't have it. I didn't feel strong (laughs) and I didn't know if I could be strong enough, but I knew I couldn't live with myself if I didn't try. And And I thought, how do I face my children as adults? And and in hindsight, you you do the best you can, and that's what you tell them. I did the best, and that's all you can do. And so I understood that, but there was a part of me that just felt, I don't wanna be like over mystical about it or something, but I just felt like we were not whole until I tried. Like, I just felt like we, I needed that for me, I just needed it. And I didn't know how, (laughs) at all, how it would, I mean, at the end, I was so big. They were seven pounds each. I was, I mean, like I could barely get the seatbelt around me oh and I had the all the way back in the van. And there were times at the end where I thought, this is not safe. Like I'm too close to the steering wheel because I'm so giant. So you feel terrified and vulnerable. And when you're pregnant, you have the crazy dreams. And, yeah. um, and even now I have waves and moments where I just think, oh no, <laughs> how am I going to keep up with this one? And mm. you know, with this set of circumstances. And it's, yeah. And as a single parent, all the decisions you have to make yeah. on your own
0: because how was it then going from obviously when you had the first kids you were with your partner and then having to go to appointments alone um yeah how was that for you mentally you know,
1: at first i was afraid because um you weren't, you know, that you're not supposed to, you're supposed to be this perfect family, right? Where you have this partner and you kind of lovingly go in and take pictures together in the waiting room. And and I didn't have any of that. And for me, that felt tremendously empowering because I set the emotional pace of the whole pregnancy. I focused on what I wanted to I slept when I needed to when, when the kids were in school or when someone could help me with the kids you know I I didn't have to worry about another this sounds human awful beings. but another set. yeah right another human being with other needs I could just focus on my own and so that was actually it was so peaceful and it was it felt so natural and felt so good um, and then the other part of that was I was not the only single mom in that waiting room There were a lot of women and they would, they would see me alone and they felt more comfortable, especially as I got giant and I was alone because when you're that big, usually someone's with you and they could reach out and say, I was married and, and as of yesterday, I'm not, and I'm terrified and Mm -hmm. we could just kind of hug each other in the waiting room and say, this isn't about that. This isn't about that perfect picture of what you thought life was going to be. It's about being yourself and being happy in yourself in this moment. And now you have this other person that's going to be right there with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. We're okay.
0: And I'm so happy you said that because I found that, and this is one of my biggest regrets that throughout my pregnancy, I was a bit sad and it takes mm. away because you start thinking about your circumstances and oh i wish it was this rosy colored imaginary picture that i see on the movies and it wasn't like that so yeah. i if i whenever i even speak to mums now and they're pregnant and they take me up in their DMs and they're like oh, i don't know what i'm doing i don't know if i'm strong enough i say to them that look the pregnancy is the first stage you know if you can get through the pregnancy that's it. You have ticked that off the box, you know. Then you have to go and tick another box and another box. But if you can be a badass mama and get through this stage and try and get through the stage with a little bit of joy, be happy because there's some women that like that can't conceive. There's some women that have children in, in a variety of ways. But if you have a gift of a child, no matter how the child came to you, be happy because they're looking at you you're the, their first point of contact for love you know and i yeah. saw a study a couple of years ago and it had um i don't know how they did the study but it said that children that are firstly born babies that are, are born that are not carried within the first
1: mm-hmm. i
0: don't know day or so they're more likely to die so if, mm-hmm. if a woman leaves the child does not carry it that that child mm-hmm. will pass away you know, mm-hmm. we need to be loving. That's what we are here for. Even a smile, even a, a hug or a kiss, like we need to express more love, I think, personally, anyway. I but totally... yeah, I, I was going to ask you in regards to the Ninja Warrior application, because <laughs> you have to apply before you. Yeah, so like when yeah. you were doing the application, I'm like what were you thinking? You're like, <laughs> should I do this? <laughs> I'm a you know, mom of five.
1: <laughs> it, it was, it was aspirational. You know, I, sometimes I do that where I just kind of apply for something. And for me, it feels like a way of kind of just putting it out there in the world that this is something I want and whether it's going to happen now or whether this is just a way for me to envision myself in that Role at some point in the near future um, I can just kind of it helps me like put on the like outfit like pretend you know like this is may- maybe this is a version of me I can be you know and that's how that felt for me in that moment and the kids were part of the video process and um, so that we all had a great time with it and I'll play again and hopefully I'll get on season 14 um, it'll be a similar process but at least this time I've done championships and I've you know I've actually gotten better at doing ninja stuff but yeah at that moment it just felt it felt Felt totally strange and aspirational, but I was surrounded by beautiful people in the ninja community because I, I have all these gyms here in Houston. And that's rare. Um, And it's because we've had very successful people on the show that have come through our gyms, like Josh Salinas, and he's one of my coaches, and uh, Sam San, I worked with him as well. I mean, just very, very successful people. Isabella Wakeham is one of the coaches at the gym where I train. So male and female athletes that are just incredible athletes and, and very kind funny, great human beings. And so I realized, well, wait a minute, maybe this is not so aspirational. I'm actually, I actually know these people and they're wonderfully kind and I can reach out to them and I can say, Hey, can you teach me how to do this thing? And, and they do. And so, yeah, it's, that was a strange experience that this thing that felt so far away that in those moments I'm changing diapers and, you know, I'm, (laughs) I'm just trying to keep up with that. And then COVID and and just the insanity of, of, of all of it, it felt almost impossible. And then suddenly there I am in the Tacoma Dome and I'm on set for American Ninja Warrior and I've got all the obstacles right there and you know, all the lights and sounds and things moving around and all the people that are helping put this together. And I got to meet everyone on the set and backstage and in the hotel, cause they rent the whole hotel. And um, it was just such an amazing experience. I felt so blessed to be a part of it. And, and then it opened all of these their doors too so so grateful that's
0: brilliant because I was reading somewhere because you're a stunt woman as well but I was reading somewhere Mm -hmm. that Jackie Chan actually does all Mm -hmm. his own stunts and then um he has broken so many bones in Mm -hmm. his body so how do you like how do you cope not hurting yourself (laughs) (laughs) well I do hurt myself
1: and um it's it's part of it and that was that was a conversation I had to have with several family members as I was getting into all of this because they were saying, are you sure this is, you know, what are you doing? Um, And what I, and I had to kind of come to grips with that on my own too, about, you know, there are moments where I thought, am I a horrible person that this this means so much to me that I'm willing to do it, even if it means I get hurt. And I realized, no, we get one life and we get one body and we should use our skills and we should max them out and get as good as we can at any of the things we're blessed to be able to do and I have movement and that's one of the things that I absolutely love and adrenaline is something that I absolutely love be jumping out of an airplane is something that I absolutely love and so that I realize that's something that's a gift that I either choose to not use because I'm afraid or that I use in a, in a way that's rational and i make wise choices with it i work with good people i have good equipment i make good choices um but if i do all that then i can share that with my kids and say look life is big and you can do all these things and so ultimately that's what i did and i'm not going to pretend that it's easy because i've pulled a hamstring muscle which doesn't seem like a lot but wow it's hard to walk (laughs) and it really really is difficult um probably my biggest story of that is I I was in doing a world championship for the national ninja league and um it was in New Jersey and no one from my family could help with the kids and my ex had plans and I found myself in a position where I could go to the world championship for a ninja um and if I do so I take the kids with me five kids under nine or nine and under Um, or I could say, oh, this is too hard, which it was really hard. Um, I I can't do it. And I thought, you know, maybe I won't be great at it, but Mm. I at least want to try. So I packed us in a van and drove cross cross country to New Jersey by myself from Texas. It's an 11 hour trip. Trip. Um, we did it in the course of four days because we stopped a lot on the way. And uh, we turned it into a great history lesson. You know, we drove by the White House and we, you know, drove by different places and kind mm-hmm. of learned the history of different things. Went to the Jazz Museum in New Orleans. And it was wonderful. Uh, But on the way, I broke my wrist. We were at a parkour gym on the way to the world championship. And I had it all lined up. I was going to go to the world championship. We were going to spend two days in New York. And I was going to do flying trapeze with them um, where you're all, you know, suited up and rigged up uh, in New York. And now suddenly I can tell I've broken my wrist. I take a fall off a parkour bar doing the practice, just kind of keeping my body in shape getting up there. And I hyperextended my wrist. And, um, and meanwhile, I'm changing diapers and I've got two 23 year olds that are running around them by myself, transporting us to New Jersey in and out of hotel rooms, driving safely, <laughs> feeding them, all the things that are involved in that and do it with a broken wrist. And I thought, you know, like, this is one of those cases where like, that's the risk that you take. Yeah. And ultimately, it was great because I, I was able to, you know, I, I did it. I did the world championship. We still, I, it turned out that that kind of a movement was okay on that wrist um, at that moment. That kind of pulling movement that you do with Shay or with holding onto a trapeze bar was actually okay. It was rotation that was difficult for me. And so it's completely healed now. But yeah, that was something I talked with them about later is, you know, that's part of when you use your body sometimes you know there's misfire and sometimes you get hurt and here's what you do in that case so it's all learning, oh, learning so,
0: opportunity so your kids must honestly think that like you are bearing in mind you're actually going to be in a marvel uh, movie so <laughs> so your kids must think you're actually a superhero you are actually a superhero
1: it was really funny they um they shot um in fact i'll grab something funny for you. Yes. This is my shirt um, where I was shot to death. (laughs) And um, it was super funny because (laughs) they uh, filmed it here in my apartment and I had a babysitter here with my kids and I didn't want, let them watch that scene. They were in their room with the babysitter, but we talked about the fact that kids, that adults pretend and mommy's going to have pretend ketchup on her. (laughs) and Adults pretend just like kids pretend, and I'm not going to let them watch That part of the movie because I think it will be too too scary for them. Um, But it was an interesting opportunity to say that this is an extension that even adults do this game of pretend. And Mm -hmm. it's it's an extension of what you do as kids. And it's how we work through our fears. And for my kids, it was what they needed because me dying is their greatest fear because I'm Mm -hmm. everything. They love their dad, they love their extended family, but they're with me. And and so it opened up this whole conversation about death and about how we love each other and all the ways we love each other and about how we handle someone passing. And, you know, we've had family members who've passed that we've had to grapple to with. And with COVID, we all worry and all deal with, with these issues in different ways and unfortunately face loss. So that's been interesting for me. On one hand, they do see me as this kind of you know, superhero type of a figure, and I've been blessed to be able to, to do, they see me on the course for world championships, and they were there, you know, they're a part of all of that, but they also have to face the fact that we're also mortal, and that's the other side yeah. of any of these things, you know, and that's part of the conversation we've had today, is how do you face risk, as well as reward, or as well as, you know, success, and that's always the balance, but if you don't try, then, you know, what do you leave yourself?
0: yeah, amazing so how do you actually then balance your time with school runs because I know even with me with my son he acts as well (coughs) so um having to take him to auditions take him on set then he also does boxing and drumming and then after work and then podcasts how do you juggle all those balls
1: Um, That's a great question. I've tried to simplify as much as possible. So I try to get them in the same activities and try to get them at the same time. Um, so they, they, the older three do ninja, the younger two aren't old enough to do the classes yet, but the older three do ninja um, at the same gym where I go. And then I'm sitting there with the younger two and we're just kind of bonding and hanging out while the older three are in the classes. So that's, I just try to strategize how we can do what we want to do, but do it as a family and do it together in the same timeframe. And that means being very selective about where we go and what we do mm-hmm. and then affording it, you know, being able to afford extra activities, that's not built into child support. And um, that's very, very tricky. So I found the more selective I can be the better, but that was part of my choice in moving us to a really small apartment um, is I thought, you know, by, by moving us to less square footage, I actually open up a bigger world. Because I can, I don't, my time is not spent on cleaning the way that yeah. it was. And my time is not spent on um, on, on driving because we live a lot closer to everything that we do to my work and, and to their schools. And so all our time is better, better handled in our finances. I'm paying less for what I was, compared to what I was paying before. And we have very limited space, very, but that means that we can afford to go uh, do other things. We yeah. can do activities we can travel and so that's where i realized like in all things minimize as much as possible in order to have more have a bigger life and that's helped a lot yeah no no you have
0: to continue, you're completely right so if um a mum wanted to actually become um a stunt double what advice would you have for them um
1: so a lot of it is it's a community and it's a really beautiful community and the key, the first step would be i think to get to know people in that community and there are workshops across the world um, that are well known for developing stunts um, one is in vegas um, but there are also great people that are here in houston which is not known for that um, but i've met some lovely people who who do stunts here and so every major city will have people that are the stunt coordinators of um of uh, like a playhouse or of a film production reaching out to those people would be the first step to say hey, who should I train with and then have a sense of what it is you're trying to do I I basically have the set of very sh- miscellaneous skills <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can do circus girls I, I can do skydiving do this thing do that and do ninja um other people are much more focused that they are excellent at a particular type of stunt fight particular type of weapon so you have to figure out what is it that you're what are your goals for me I just kind of fell into it because I have these as activities I enjoy and so kind of as an actor what I have is like here's the here are the options of what I can do <laughs> and so are you um, signed,
0: it, are you signed yeah. with the agent
1: I'm not. You can. I'm currently not. I'm currently independent, and as um, as a model, I'm signed with a modeling agency. But I also have the opportunity to be independent in some of the choices of people that I work with. Um, but talent is the same way. I have not signed with the talent agency, but it's been nice to be independent. I haven't regretted that so far.
0: Yeah. So do you spend a lot of time exercising and working out and eating healthy, or? I do. Yeah,
1: I'm vegan. And that's helped a lot for me to be able to uh, control, I'm I'm a nerd, so like my macros, like my proteins and sugars and carbs, um, and to be able to kind of control that. So what I would do is I use like a food uh, diary and I plot out um, what I'm going to eat. And then I just kind of modify it from there so that I know in a given day, um, you know, exactly what I'm consuming in terms of calories. And then I can Mm. modify that according to my workouts. And yeah, I'm doing weight training um, several times a week and I'm on some kind of apparatus almost every day, um, ninja or circus. Um, So I'm I'm in the gyms a lot doing those kinds of things. And I have a slack line at home and, you know, I have um, some contortion stretching, you know, different types of apparatuses here at home. So I do a lot of that here.
0: Wow, amazing. So, but are your kids vegan as well or is it just you?
1: No, just me. I leave it up to them. obviously I have a lot of vegan food because it's what I eat. And so I offer it to them and they like some of it, some of it they don't like, but I tell them it's their body and that they get to choose how to interact with it. But I explain to them, you know, why I make these, these choices, Mm. why it's been good for me. And I, I think it should be
0: personally i think it should be yeah, yeah, definitely i did try um i i tried to go meat free for a month and for some reason Mm -hmm. i know it's not even i i when you're saying that you're a vegan i really want to Mm -hmm. say this one day it's just like a mindset (laughs) thing but um Mm -hmm. i found that the whole the month that i didn't eat any meat for some reason like when i could smell the meat more like i could smell the (laughs) lamb chops it just became more juicier to me i don't know why up until the time I was like do you know what forget this I want I want some lamb chops and and a steak so how did you actually just obviously because of your career and everything like that so you have to form good habits and I'm reading Atomic Habits now as well I don't know whether you've seen the book have you read the book Atomic Habits it is awesome and it just tells you how the mind works when it comes to some of the things that we yeah why we do what we do it's really it's a really good book but yeah so how did you you ever, ever get any like meat cravings at all
1: I do. And they have um, impossible meat and other kinds of uh, plant-based. And so that's just what I do. And typically for me, it's been so long since I've had actual meat that it does taste very similar. It's savory, it's salty. Sometimes it has this similar kind of flavor. So it works for me. Um, And I think if I ate regular meat now, the texture might be kind of strange for me because I'm not actually used to that texture at this point, kind of the chewiness of it. Um, but, but I'll tell you, one of the hardest things with changing my diet, I, I lost the baby weight and from having the twins, but yeah. then I thought, well, what if I actually go back to before, you know, like where I was like in high school or something like that? Like, what if I can get back to like pre having any kids? Um, and I realized that diet was the only way I could do that. And my mindset at that point was because I'm busy and because I have kids, I want to eat a bigger meal so that I can feel full so that I can then focus on the kids and everything else and not be hungry all the time. I think that was the mindset I had. And and I realized, well, no, prioritizing my own dietary needs is part of how I take care of myself. Yeah. And it's part of how I'm healthy so that I can then be a good mom and take care of them. And so when I flip-flop that and I realized I don't need I don't need meat, what I need is protein. And I can get that in a lot of other forms and I can do it throughout the day because my body's going to process it faster. So I'm going to need more of it. And so, and I can prioritize that. And so that's been a really good exercise to teach my kids is food is fuel and you use it when and how you need it. It's not something that you, we don't have to eat this particular type of food. Food serves us. We don't serve food. You know, it's something that's for us.
0: Yeah I, I watched a documentary on Netflix called What the Health and I promise you after I watched it, I was like I'm not gonna do this I'm not gonna eat meat again um, and <laughs> um, yeah I, I, I was I was still on it but I have a opposite problems with people whenever I tell people my problem when it comes to food and weight they get angry because I'm actually a size six I think it might be a size four in America yeah and um, yeah I want to put on weight because I eat, but the thing is, I've got such a fast metabolism, and I eat like a man, so I'm constantly eating, but nothing happens, you know, so I've got the complete opposite issues to everyone else, and whenever I tell people I'm trying to put on weight, I'm like, oh, shush, we hate you, we hate you, so I always find it so weird when people are like, oh, I can't shift this weight, I'm like, oh, I wish I could put on some weight, for God's sake, yeah maybe it's just it must be diet as well i must not be eating the right things to put on the way i need to put like some shakes well there's yeah. protein shakes
1: yeah some of the, the the food diary apps can help you like you set your goal my goal is to gain weight my goal is to lose weight and you yeah. can kind of do there so the there's some great
0: diet. resources that's brilliant yeah. um what advice would you have to any single mom listening right now because you're a single mummy, you're strong um yeah I don't know whether you saw any of my Instagram posts today but at least two single mums have, have committed suicide um yeah um and it's just I think the pandemic has brought up a lot of depression for people they feel isolated they are not feeling heard a lot of people have been pressurized to even go back to work some people have been pressurized for the vaccine there's so much uncertainty and I think fear <laughs> as well is just everywhere like I didn't, I don't even watch the news anymore but there's just so mm-hmm. much fear and you ex- exuding so much strength you're so calm and collected and pretty like <laughs> how yeah like what advice would you give to a woman listening and and they're looking at you like you're doing this Miss Bears <laughs> how <laughs> um
1: I do what makes me happy and I I think that's Part when I felt my lowest, usually I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, so, usually like with your kids, you know, when they're grumpy, yeah. they're hungry, right? You say, yeah. okay, hungry you need food, and then we can talk, right? Um, so for me, I realized sometimes I'm just hungry, um, or I'm tired, and so sometimes I'll say, okay, how about you eat something and take a little nap? And then you can think about this again, you know? So I treat myself almost like a child sometimes because I need to be cared for like a child. And sometimes I'm not caring for myself. and Maybe that's why. But the other thing is I realized that I was, no one was forcing me to withhold joy from my own life. But I was because I felt like that was being a good mom was somehow neglecting my own joy and my own happiness. And when I realized that that's actually... Horrible. And not only am I not happy, but I'm teaching my kids that they're not supposed to be happy. And that, that's the worst thing I could teach them. So I started accepting joy and accepting the things that made me happy and pursuing them, even when they're a little strange or maybe a little bit you know, um, risky in some ways. Um, and I'll be smart about those choices, right? But at the same time, I can accept the fact that makes me really, really happy. I love doing it and I can share that with the kids and then help them find the things that make them happy. So just accepting joy in my own life was a huge thing for me because when we like have self-abnegation, when we like downplay our own needs and we think that that is somehow being a good mom, I think we kind of cut parts of ourselves off and we feel, we feel whole. But the other part is just recognizing that thoughts are thoughts. They're not, they're not true. Right. And we all have negative thoughts that come through all the time. And when you've dealt with, loss, loss of a marriage, loss of a life that you had, loss of a life you thought you were going to have, it's devastating, and those thoughts come in, what did I do wrong, what could I have done differently? How did I get myself in this position? What do I do now? Am I going to do it again? How do I not do it again? All those things, right? And those are things that are just these dark clouds that hover over you. How can I be a good mom like this? This is not how my mom was, not how my family was. Am I doing a good job? And at night and you're in bed and you're thinking of all the things for your kids, all the worries and all the things you want for them. It's easy for those thoughts to take over. And so to take a deep breath and just think, it may not be the picture of what I thought I wanted, but mm. it's still gonna be beautiful and I yeah. can still make it beautiful and we can be happy. And all those thoughts are just thoughts and they're just like water passing by and I'm just gonna watch them go by and let them go by, not hang on to them and just be, you yeah, know?
0: Definitely, definitely. I was gonna ask you as well, have you found um dating? <laughs> <laughs> I know I haven't got this on the list. <laughs> Feel free not to answer but um, how has that been? It's, um, I,
1: I enjoy dating. I've met some lovely people along the way. Um, but it's one of those things where, you know, it's, I'm in an interesting position where my focus cannot be on developing Mm -hmm. or like supporting someone else like a partner right now, because if I am, I'm not supporting myself in the way that I need to. I'm not so, I've got five kids. They each individually have their own sets of needs and their own challenges and their own skills. And I want them to be happy. So I've kind of, at first I thought, I've got to get remarried am i gonna do how am i gonna do this and at that point i'm pregnant with twins you know unmarried pregnant with twins thinking i gotta find i got to find a man and i thought no i don't i don't have to do any of that so kind of my thought is if someone comes into our life that is the right fit for us moving forward it won't be about me trying to support someone else it'll be about yeah. us kind of coming together fitting. yeah Yeah, and that hasn't happened yet and that's totally okay because that's not even what I need I need me I need me and I need my kids and I need us to be happy and to be whole and yeah that's been and how did you find the pandemic um (laughs) devastating (laughs) terrifying kind of like everybody else, um, I'm sure, you know, suddenly as a single mom, your connection to family, which is often your support center is severed. If you're talking about someone that has fragile health and both of my parents, um, you know, suffer from, they're they're very healthy and they're in good condition now. But at the time um, it was, there were some health concerns. And so I was keeping the kids away from them. So suddenly I was totally on my own. There's this James Blake song that starts, you're on your own. And like, when I heard that song, I was like, oh no, like tears. I oh, am, no. I am. Scared. <laughs> and you, there's no outlet. There's no daycare. There's no, there's no chance to get away even from the second. And the kids are scared too, because things are different. So there's this constant like chatter and this constant anxiety from them. And you're trying to calm them down, but you can't, that kind of all of that came for to a head for us when um, we had COVID. Um, we all had it and oh, it was my in. God. February, right before we filmed in March for American Ninja Warrior, it was right before I was in February, and um, it was on this this week where things were kind of normal, and then we hit this cold snap here in, in Houston, and there is this domino of strange effects, and basically we didn't have power for 48 hours. And um, we were had recovered basically at that point, but we were still in quarantine, you know, technically, because we were just about five days out from the onset of symptoms. And so the kid, we were doing pretty well. And then suddenly we didn't have power for forty-eight hours, and my house got really cold. It was in the forties in my house, and I didn't have a fire, you know, fireplace. And you're not yeah. supposed to run, you know, um, like the gas to like to have warm water yeah. or something. I didn't have a way to keep us warm. And the kids are taking their clothes off, and I'm saying, "Stop it! Keep your clothes on. need a blanket. Here's some hot chocolate, you know." And I, I couldn't, I couldn't make it work. And so I started calling shelters, and saying, "You know, I need a place where we can go." And they said, "Well, first of all, you can't because you're in quarantine because you could infect someone else. So you can't come, You can't go to this oh emergency." Oh god. Shop. Second, you can't because we can't guarantee that your kids can be safe because if you go to sleep you're in a warehouse with a bunch of other people and unless you're going to physically be able to hold them all, all five while you're sleeping.
0: So someone could grab them.
1: Exactly. And I so I, could, there was nothing, I, nothing I could do. So I finally called my parents from a panic and I said, I'm so sorry to do this, but we need, because mm. they still had, they had a generator. I said, we need your house. Mm. And um, so they went to stay with, with friends and I, drove my kids through no stop lights were on because there's no power and there's icy roads and it was one in the morning and we were freezing like you know they're starting to cough again and you know so I bundled them up in the car and we drive to my parents house and um they had a fireplace there and we had you know suddenly some water the water went out in Houston as well so um Anyway, it was totally a nightmare, but that was kind of the worst of the COVID experience for me because not only was it was the devil from being sick, but also we couldn't get emergency care when we needed yeah. it because of Did your parent
0: Did your parents get COVID from you then?
1: Not from us. Um, they okay. stayed somewhere and then we disinfected the house and we stayed yeah. through the period of quarantine. So when they came back, they yeah. were safe. We got okay. tested before that. Oh, okay, but they-
0: brilliant. Um, I was gonna ask you, Um. Do you not feel now because after COVID, I, I honestly I feel like I need to be prepared for doomsday. <laughs> I, I honest I was saying this to my girlfriend that I want to have just not hoard, you know, not panic by okay. and not buy loads okay. of tissues, but I feel like anything can happen at any time. The same when you just said that your 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 the power went out. I don't even own a torch, <laughs> you know. Yes. So if the power went out over here now, I would not know what the heck to do, you know, no water. No yeah so I honestly feel like we just should just have like safety (laughs) precautions just if anything ever does happen if the wi-fi goes down we should at least have like a a map (laughs) because we don't we rely so much on our phones you know so it's just this COVID has shown me that we need to actually I don't know anyone's number off by heart I have to (laughs) like we just need to nothing is certain but we need to just have Mm -hmm. like The basics in our house like stuff that our parents would have
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: I think that's smart I honestly used to just look at my parents and think why do you not have a pantry but oh my god but now I'm like that was a that's the wisest thing (laughs) anyone can do
1: right and uh, my can opener was electric and (gasps) and that's I mean, you don't think about that, but like I had corn, I had food, the, the food that we could eat without necessarily heating it up, you know, so we, or I could use the gas stove for it, but I, I couldn't open the food. <sighs> oh it's electric and you can't go to the store because we have COVID and you can't drive there because everything's closed. So yeah, yeah, I totally agree. But strange,
0: strange. Yeah, it's strange, strange times, but yeah, I think that all these movies would uh, have taught us what to do if zombies attack. <laughs>
1: But yeah, I was going to I'll the at some point i'd love that <laughs> but yeah it, it has to be that, definitely yeah i was
0: gonna say <laughs> where can where can people find you on social media
1: so um i'm on facebook i'm also just my name casey bass i'm also on instagram i've got two different sites i've got a modeling site um that's casey underscore bass two. Uh, K-A-S-E-Y underscore B-A-S-S s s two, And then my stunt site is linked there. So that's the easy way to get to it, but it's a uh, portal fitness, Texas. So portal P-O-R-T-A-L fitness, F-I-T-N-E-S-S and then T-X for Texas. Okay. And I post um, images of my kids' uh, doing some of the sense stuff that that you know the oh. good version of sense
0: stuff oh, on that. brilliant i'm gonna follow it now thank you so much for taking up the time and coming on the happy single moms podcast your story is amazing yeah you're yeah. exhibiting so much strength and you are the epitome uh, of a ninja warrior
1: <laughs> it's my pleasure thank you so much for the opportunity